There is a fog rolling in on the city You feel a shiver of danger blowing on the breeze And the stories that it tells aren't pretty They're gritty, no pity but witty They're the fairy tale mysteries Are you ready for a fairy tale? Hold on to your hats, cause this is not your usual happily ever after. Get ready for a classic tale told in a whole new way. A story of lies and deceit, of action and danger, a story of courage and integrity, a story of... Ah, oh, what the heck. Let's just get started, shall we? It begins on the second floor of a rundown building on the rough side of town. Monday morning. I was in my office trying to get the blind on my window to go low enough to cover the pain. It looked out over my neighborhood and the view was not a pleasant one. Neglected shops and neglected buildings lining neglected streets inhabited by neglected people. That's what you see on the wrong side of the tracks here in Fairy Tale City. My name is Betsy Hardup and I'm a dick. A private dick. When Fairy Tale and nursery rhyme characters have a problem they can't take to the cops, they come to me. It was a slow day in a slow week. I hadn't had a client since Rapunzel wore a pixie cut, and this blind was still giving me trouble. Oh, for crying out loud. I was thinking about painting the window black when I heard a knock at my door. I grabbed a cup of coffee and quickly sat down behind my desk, putting my feet up. Didn't want to look too excited about a possible client. Might spook him or her. Come in. Hello. Are you the detective? The guy at the door was a pig. Not a slob or a thug, I mean an actual pig. He looked pretty young with his scraggly beard, barely out of the sty, I figured. His voice still squealed sometimes. Yeah, that's me, just like it says on the door. Come on in, have a seat. Oh, thank you. Nice place you have here. <laughs> Cozy. Obviously, this guy didn't get out much. Right, and pigs might fly. Sorry about that, just a figure of speech. I'm Betsy Hardup. Oh, pleased to meet you. I'm Pinky Pig. Pinky. Figures. That's another thing about folks in this town. They always seem to have colors in their names. Snow White, Little Red Riding Hood, Little Boy Blue. And what brings you here today? I took the bus. No, I mean, what can I do for you? What's your problem? Oh, right. It's my house. <laughs> It blew down. Sounds like you need a builder, not a detective. You don't understand. This is the second time. It's happened before. It was in the papers and everything. Why don't you tell me about it? Well, once upon a time, there were three little pigs. When it was time for them to leave home and make their way in the world, they each decided to build a house. Yeah, I think I heard this before. Wasn't the first pig lazy, so we built a straw house that was quick and easy, but not very strong? That was my house. And for your information, I'm not lazy. <laughs> it's just that straw was all I could afford. When our father died last year, he didn't leave us much money. Had trouble bringing home the bacon, did he? Um... Sorry about that. Just a figure of speech. So, you only had enough money to build a straw house. 
Yes, that's right. Then one day, a big bad wolf knocked on my door and asked to come in. I wasn't born yesterday. I know big bad wolves can't be trusted, so I swore on my whiskers that I wouldn't let him in. Know what he did then? I seem to recall there was some huffing and puffing involved. That's right. He blew my house down. I lost everything, even my wicker dining set from Pier 1. Fortunately, my brother's house was just down the road, so I ran there to hide. And his house was made of wood, right? Yes, he got some offcuts from a lumber supply place and built his house out of sticks. <laughs> but that didn't stop the big bad wolf. He blew that house down as well. My brother lost all his pine furniture from Ikea. That wolf had a lot of wind. What happened then? We ran to my oldest brother's brick house. He had a brick house? Aren't those expensive? Well, he said a friend of his had lots of bricks left over from a project and sold them to him cheap. Anyway, the wolf followed us, but he couldn't blow the brick house down. It was too strong, so he climbed up on the roof to come down through the chimney. And it wasn't even Christmas. Well, my brother had a pot of stew on the fire. When he heard the wolf sliding down the chimney, he opened the stew pot and the wolf fell in. So the wolf was cooked. Well, that's what my brother said. I was uh, hiding under the pool table at the time. I see. Must have been a pretty good sized pool table, no offense. Well, his rec room was huge, but I don't see what that has to do with anything. Just making an observation. It sounds like the perp got his just desserts, although in this case, he was more of a main course. But you say it happened again. Did you see this wolf? No, I wasn't even home at the time. I came back from a dinner with my brothers and my house was flattened. So you think this is another wolf? Well, it has to be, doesn't it? I mean, that first wolf is dead. That's how the story goes. I'm staying with Perky until the insurance comes through. Our oldest brother handles that stuff. Who's Perky? My middle brother. Stickhouse? That's him. His place is close to downtown, near the market. I know the area. But it has to be a wolf, doesn't it? I mean, everything else was the same. Sure looks that way. Or maybe what someone wants us to think. I'll take the case, Mr. Pig. This could be interesting. Oh, thank you, Miss Hardup. Please, call me Betsy. My secretary will drop the contract. I'll bring it by the stickhouse tomorrow. Will you be in? I might have some questions for your brothers. My brother might go to the market, but this little piggy stays home. I'll see you tomorrow. Little did he know that I don't have a secretary. I typed the contract myself as soon as he left. The next day, I brought it by the stick house. Betsy Hardup. I told your brother I'd be coming by. Right. You're the private dick. I'm Perky Pig. Come on in. I hope this won't take long. We're already late to meet our brother for lunch. Lunch? It's not even 10 o'clock. Well, what can I say? We're pigs. He called a half hour ago and said we should meet right away. Hello, Miss Hardup. Uh, sorry, I mean Betsy. Hello, Pinky. This is for you. I just need a signature here. Is that a contract? Did you read the fine print, Pinky? It's my standard form, Mr. Perky. Uh, what's this about? Fairy tale conventions? He's not paying you to go to a convention. 
Not that kind of convention. It refers to the rules and practices all fairy tale characters must follow. It governs things like the number of wishes you can be granted, how woodland creatures can assist you, who's entitled to a fairy godmother, stuff like that. If I see anything breaking those conventions, I'm legally obligated to report it to the fairy tale police. Otherwise, I could lose my license. Oh, and we certainly wouldn't want that to happen. Here's the contract. Thanks. Guess I'll be heading out now. Well, the, the weather's a little odd. Jumpin' Jack, be nimble. That storm came up fast. Everybody, hang on. I think it's a twister. Ah, quick! Stand in the doorway! The wind died as suddenly as it had come. It was a good thing we followed that pig's advice. The only thing left was the doorway we were standing in. Is everybody okay? I think so. Perky? Oh, my house! My quaint little stick house! All gone! Oh, even my new Bjork chairs from Ikea! Just like last time! Last time? Last time! Stay here! I ran into the street as fast as I could and looked around. Nothing. Except a flash of dark behind a hedge across the street. Hey! Freeze right there! Freeze, I tell ya! It was no good. Whoever it was took off faster than grease through Mother Goose. I couldn't catch up. And then I heard a motorcycle start up and take off. I definitely wasn't going to catch them now, whoever they were. So I looked around for evidence. Nothing. Except one damp patch that seemed to hold... A paw print. I headed back to the house. I had some questions for the pigs. Perky, you said this was like last time. You mean the last time the wolf blew the house down? Exactly! It happened exactly like this. One minute nothing, then a terrible gust of wind blew everything away. Oh, but it couldn't have been the big bad wolf. He's dead, isn't he? That's what I'm beginning to wonder. Did you see him in the pot? Not me. Under the pool table, remember? But Perky saw him, didn't you, Perky? Yes, I saw him fall down the chimney into the pot. Then Peppy slammed the lid on it and yelled at me to help him hold it down. After a minute or two, the struggling stopped and Peppy lifted the lid to check. And that's when you saw the wolf. Oh, heavens no. I couldn't stand the thought of boiled wolf. I left the kitchen and went to sit down. Peppy dealt with the, um... (laughs) remains. Peppy? Oh my gosh, we're supposed to be having lunch with him right now. We should call him and let him know what happened. Good idea, Pinky. The phone is on the hall, Tay. Pull the phone! I think I see the table in the yard next door. Or what's left of it. Not sure about the phone. Oh no! You should come down with us and talk to him. Peppy's the smartest of the three of us. We're having lunch at Bo Peep's Lambentaria. Thanks, but I need to get back to my office. I was sitting down at my desk, eating a salad and thinking. I was going to have a bacon sandwich, but that seemed disrespectful to my new client. I tried to connect some dots about this case. That stick house sure seemed to have been blown down. No storm comes up and dies away that quickly. And Perky had never seen the wolf when it fell into the pot. Did that mean that the big bad wolf was alive? The pigs seemed to think that the wolf had been hard-boiled, literally. But that paw print told a different story. Something about this stank like a pork chop left on the counter for a week in July. And then I heard a knock on the door. 
Before I could get up, the door swung open and a couple of shady characters came in. The first was a fox who had seen better days. He wore clothes that might have been nice about 20 years ago, including spats, a Homburg hat, and an insincere smile. Good afternoon. Behind him was a mangy-looking cat who stood at the door, staring at me with his one eye. So pleased to meet you, Miss Hardup. I'm Fungus Fox. Please, call me Betsy. Fungus? That's an odd name. It grows on you. And this is my associate, Kit Kat. He doesn't say much. The cat took out a switchblade and started cleaning his claws. But then he doesn't have to. What's this all about? You from the station downtown? No, please. Do not think that we are associated with the authorities at all. We represent quite a different group, actually. You see, you have recently been hired by a certain porcine client, haven't you? Maybe. And maybe not. What's it to you? My friends and I think that taking on this case may be rather unhealthy for you. We believe it would be best for all concerned if you drop it post-haste. Not sure what the mailman has to do with this, but nobody tells me what case to take. If that's all you have to say, take your flea-bitten alley cat and get out. Now, now, let's not get our feathers ruffled. You see, my dear Miss uh, Betsy, my friends are prepared to offer you a tidy sum. Certainly more than a mere pig can pay. I see. And what do I have to do to earn this tidy sum? Nothing, in fact. Just walk away from this case. Call the pig and tell him something important has come up and you have to leave town for a few weeks. That's all. Do that and the money is yours. I see. And what if I don't? do that. Oh, my dear girl, that would be a dreadful mistake. You see, while I am a fox of high moral fiber and elevated principles, my friend here is, well, not. <laughs> See what I mean? When he throws one of his little fits, he even frightens me. And, of course, we have more friends to help convince you of the error of your ways. I get it. It's the old carrot and stick. Give me the money to drop the case, and if I don't, you'll put my lights out. Succinctly put. We'll take your money and scram. I won't kowtow to the likes of you. I made a deal with the pig, and that's it. You're not the only one with principles here. What kind of a dick would I be if I just went to the highest bidder? <laughs> one with a much nicer office, for a start. Why, you... Both of you, get out now. And if we don't feel like leaving? Maybe this will convince you. I pulled out the shooter I kept in my desk drawer, just for situations like this. Sometimes I use it to miss the plants, but right now, it was set to full stream. Enough! You've made your point. We're leaving. But just let me say you've made a serious mistake. Out. Or I'll get the garden hose from around the back. As I wiped off my client chair, I pondered the fox's last words. Had I made a mistake in not taking the money? Goodness knows I could have used the dough. Even on the wrong side of the tracks, the bills still need to be paid. But I had my pride. Besides, the fact that they were willing to pay me meant that I was getting close. And somebody was getting worried. But who? What did the fox say? We have more friends to help convince you of the error of your ways. Who were those friends? I had no idea. But they sounded like bad news. If the fox was on the level, I might need to find somebody to watch my back, particularly since I had no choice but to keep asking questions, see if anyone got rattled. If you shake the tree hard enough, something will fall out. I just hoped it wouldn't fall on my head. And the next tree to shake 
lived in a brick house. Yes, can I help you? Peppy Pig, my name is Betsy Hardup. Your brother hired me to look into the matter of his house blowing down. Right, he told me about you. <laughs> Guess you better come in. Nice place you got here. Love the fireplace. Why, thank you. You seem to have better taste than the average gumshoe. I uh, know a little bit about fireplaces, and I wasn't always a dick. Once upon a time, I lived in a palace. What a coincidence. Not too long ago, I lived in a pigsty. But look at me now! Can I offer you something to drink? Coffee or tea? Or perhaps something stronger? It's a little early for the hard stuff, but a cup of coffee would be great. Thanks. Certainly. I'll be right back. While the pig was in the kitchen, I took a closer look at the fireplace. I noticed some ashes in the grate, like something had been burned. Cream and sugar. What? Oh, yes, please. Actually, I preferred mine black, but the longer I could keep him in the kitchen, the better. I sifted through the ashes, but could only find one scrap of paper big enough to hold any writing. I slipped it into my pocket, just in time. Uh, here's your coffee. You really do love the fireplace, I see. Hmm? Yes, it's uh, really nice. Do you uh, use it a lot? Only in the winter, or if I'm cooking for a large group. Or if a wolf is on the roof. Oh, uh, my brother mentioned that, did he? <laughs> well, that was very distasteful. Uh, but quite necessary under the circumstances. It was self-defense. I'm sure you understand. Of course. After all, a pig's home is his castle. And speaking of your brother, where is he? Thought the two of them were staying with you. They were, but I put them up in a hotel. The Ferrajaka. They were getting a little underfoot. You know that your brother Perky's house was blown down by a wolf who everybody thinks is dead. Thinks is dead? Oh, there's no doubt about the wolf. I was there, remember? My brothers were too. Go ask them. They'll tell you. You think so? Well, I did ask them, and Perky told me that he helped you hold the lid down when the wolf fell in the pot, but he never saw it. Uh, he didn't? Well, that seems odd. Uh, he was right beside me. We were both pushing on the lid. That wolf put up quite a fight. Hmm. Pot puppetry? What's that supposed to mean? Oh, I was just thinking out loud. I wonder how easy it would be for me to shake the lid of a pot to make it look like something was inside. Like a puppeteer. Are you accusing me of faking the wolf's death? No, no, just thinking out loud, like I said. What did you do with the body afterwards? I, uh, disposed of it. Without telling the cops? How come? A hungry wolf tried to eat some pigs, all part of the natural way of things. There was no need to involve the authorities. <laughs> And, of course, I wanted to protect my brothers. Afterwards, I had a friend dump the body in the ocean. I'm sure there's nothing left of it now. A friend, huh? Not your brothers? 
Anyone I could talk to to corroborate your story? Uh, my brothers are foolish young pigs. It wouldn't have been right to involve them any further. <laughs> but you can see why my friend wouldn't want this information to become public knowledge. And you can see why this makes your story pretty fishy. Uh, you'll just have to take my word for it. <laughs> More coffee? No, thanks. Too much coffee makes me jumpy. But one thing's been bothering me, Mr. Pig. How can you afford this beautiful brick house when your brothers could only build out of straw and sticks? Pinky said your father didn't leave him much money when he died last year. Did you get more than your brothers? Uh, as I said, my brothers are rather foolish. They wanted houses that were cheap and easy to build. I was prepared to do more work. <laughs> also, I, I got a great deal on bricks from a friend. This the same friend who dumped the wolf? Uh, what? No, a different friend. Uh, I have many. It's good to have friends, I guess. I should get some myself. Maybe I could talk to this friend of yours and he could be my friend too? I don't think that would be a good idea. You wouldn't want to talk about those bricks, you see. They fell off the back of a truck, if you get my meaning. I get your meaning, all right. You have nobody that can corroborate anything you've told me. This isn't just fishy, it's beginning to stink. For all I know, you didn't cook the wolf at all, and now he's back, blowing down your brother's houses. That's ridiculous. Maybe it is, and maybe it isn't. I'll have to ask around to see what turns up. Pinky mentioned that you were dealing with his insurance claim. You his broker? No, uh, but I took out the policy on his house. I'm sort of a middleman. It would be much better if you didn't ask around. In, in fact, if you drop this whole matter, I could make it worth your while. Interesting. You're the second person to try and bribe me today. Well. <laughs> didn't work for them either. See you later, pig. I headed back to the office with a lot on my mind, and a scrap of paper in my pocket. I took a look at it as I walked along, and I could see a few letters at the top, and a date from about a year ago, and it looked... official. Some sort of legal document. As I put the note back in my pocket, I felt the familiar sensation of being followed. A second later, I felt the familiar sensation of a gun in my back. I froze, until a voice said, Keep your hands where I can see them. Turn around. Slow. I did what I was told and turned to find that I had a big, bad problem. And maybe a chance to get some answers, if I lived long enough. Will this be the end of Betsy? Probably not, as this is only the first episode and who kills off the lead character that early? But someone has the drop on her. Who could it be? The cat? The fox? One of their mysterious friends? Find out on the next episode of Fairy Tale Mysteries. Spoiled Pork Part 1 was performed by Franny Warwick as Betsy, Jen Tiles as Pinky, Perky, and Peppy Pig, Mike Balzer as Fungus Fox, and Rob Dunn as the Big Bad Wolf. Hello. I'm your announcer, Christopher Hall. Spoiled Pork Part 1 was written and directed by Mike Balzer and edited by Hannah Christensen based on a concept by Alec Balzer. Music by Timothy Tucker. Theme sung by Chelsea Rose. 
Sound effects and foley by Chris Cutris. Fairy Tale Mysteries is produced by Jim Nelson. Fairy Tale Mysteries is a COVID fun project from the Fraser Valley Gilbert and Sullivan Society. All rights reserved. <laughs>